hypocrite is a fellow who isn't himself a hypocrite is a fellow who isn't himself on Sundays okay we got that out of the way so Father we're praising we just give you thanks Lord that your word works and Father God I thank you Lord that as we hear your word Father God it will fan the flames, Father God, to a greater aspect in our lives in Jesus' name. How often, uh, when you go to the beach, uh, you wear sandals or you go barefoot? Question, answers. Sandals? Nobody goes barefoot? Both, okay. Yeah. Uh, when you walk around your block, what type of shoes you wear? Tennis shoes, dress shoes, heels, I mean for the girls, or unless you're a guy, uh, wear boots sometimes. Okay. Um, uh, do, do your feet hurt? When you walk, yeah, you can say, well, this ought to be up at Holly's Alley if we're talking about all these feet here. Uh, maybe you, uh, you complain because the footwear you were wearing wasn't appropriate for the time. I mean, um, uh, I, no, I, I can't wear... Uh, what you call flip-flops on the beach. They don't, they don't support the arch. I gotta have something that has, you know, I wear my tennis shoes down on the beach. Uh, I can't go barefoot. You know, a lot of people, you see them running around flip-flops. You wear flip-flops all the right. You know, Mahas are all wearing their flip-flops on, on concrete, man, they kill my arch. But you know, so, um, your feet, are important to you, you know. The shoes are important to you. Uh, you know, if you have worn out sh shoes, you got holes holes in the shoes. Uh, uh, if the arch is broken, or uh, maybe the shoe is too large. Somebody's ever had a shoe that's too large? It just feel like just, you know, when it was in the military. When you go in the military, you there, you go there and picking up your uniform. You know, and what size you got? And they just you yell, you say, well, I think. And they just throw something at you. And you, some guys got boots that were like this in their feet. <laughs> you know. So, you know, sometimes they're too large. And sometimes you yell something out and it's too small. So, you know, you got, usually when you go to, they used to, when you go to a store, shoe store, somebody helps you. you know, they measure a foot and they go out there and get the right one. But, you know, sometimes you get it too small or maybe your foot's grown or one foot may be just a little bit longer than the other, you know. So, um, and, and for women, a lot of, I can mention my wife this time. She's not here. She has a lot of pair of shoes. I mean, the whole closet, floor is full of shoes, you know. Tennis shoes, sandals, what I don't know what these things are. You know, uh, 
she, you know, a lot of women have shoes for different shoes for different outfits. I mean, you know, this, these shoes only go with this, you know, can, I can only wear these shoes with this outfit and this, uh, this outfit has to have this type of shoe. So, you know, you, you got a closet, well, they say some women have just a closet of shoes and outfits, okay? Um, uh, so, there's endless things that, you know, about your shoes, okay? Uh, to have well, proper fitting shoes is important wherever you go. Uh, shoes must feel comfortable, glory. Be supportive and durable for the task that's before you, amen? Okay, so where are we going on this one? Let's turn to the book of Ephesians and chapter 6. That's Ephesians chapter 6. And we'll begin with verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, for we wrestle against not for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil day, and having done all to stand. Therefore have your loins girt about with truth, having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet here we go, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And above all, taking the shield of faith, wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darks of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Verse 18, praying always with all prayers and supplications in the Spirit, and watching thereto, thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Glory to God. So Paul declares that there is a purpose for the armor. And... Uh, there's a value in each piece of that armor that uh, he describes. Um, and each piece has its ability to help. Number one, all these pieces together that you can stand. Stand against the, the devil's schemes. Two, stand your ground. Glory to God. Uh, three, stand firm. And of course, your armor would, be, would not be, uh, would be incomplete without shoes. So we need shoes. Um, the preparation of the gospel of peace, verse 15. Paul knew that Christians needed to be on a solid foundation when facing the opposition or just, just walking around. You know, we just can't go barefooted. You know, a lot of us like bare. you know, some of you like barefoot. I can't stand it, but... So uh, now, when Paul is writing, he, he, he's saying this is the full arm of God. He's taking the, uh, he wants us to imagine what a, a Roman soldier looks like with their full arm of God. And if you want to step out in the foyer out there, that big picture, and you see that soldier uh, fully dressed in his armor. But you don't see one thing about his shoes. You don't see the bottom of the shoes. And in those days, at the heel of, of their shoes, the, they had a little spike. Now, I don't know if it was like a golfer's spike or whatever, but they could dig that in, 
dig their heels in. And when the enemy would come, it'd be hard, harder to push them off balance because they already had it secured in a good foundation. Amen. Glory to God. So um, this is precisely what God wants every believer to have. The ability to stand, stand firm facing the enemy. Get ready, get ready. The enemy's always attacking. You know, he's got that wind out there <laughs> bothering a lot of us. Okay. Now, the gospel peace. The shoes is the foundation into which we are to stand. Okay. The complete, complete and whole uh, word of God should not be watered down, cannot be compromised. We need to stand on the, the solid rock, not on sifting sands. Glory to God. Uh, having good shoes, you have good bounce. I mean, if you have a hole in your shoe or uh, for ladies, you, you knock off a heel. I remember the wife knocked off a heel and she was walking like this with the, oops. She was walking that way, you know, up and down because one, one leg was shorter because the heel broke off. So you got to have good shoes. You got to keep us balanced. What, what keeps us balanced is the Old Testament and the New Testament. We've got to put them together and they serve us perfectly. Glory to God. Okay, good shoes mean beautiful feet. You don't get all cut up, banged up. You know, good shoes mean good feet. Okay, let's, uh, since we're talking about feet still, let's go all the way back to the book of Isaiah chapter 52. And Isaiah chapter 52. And we'll see our feet. The complete gospel, the gospel of peace. Isaiah chapter 52. Look at verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of them that bringeth good tidings. What is the shoes called? The good tidings or the the gospel, gospel is good news. Okay, so the good tidings that are published peace that bringeth good tidings of good and published salvation that saith unto Zion, thy God reigneth. So when we have our shoes on right, we're going to know both, both ends of the Bible. We're going to know the word of God because we're walking on it. Now if we remove certain things or don't receive certain things in our shoes, speaking of the gospel, you're going to be, it's going to be like a hole in your shoe. It's not going to, it's going to bother you when you walk. Uh, if the strap is off your shoe, you, you're, you're trying to hold it together. I mean, you know, talking about the sandals type thing, or uh, flip-flop, if one of those things is broken loose, you're trying to keep it. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of things. So we need a good balanced shoe. Amen. Glory to God. So, and it keeps our feet beautiful. The gospel is good news. And we're supposed to what? Do, do what with the good news? We're supposed to share the good news. So that's why it's beautiful. That we can walk around saying, glory to God. This is, this is the reason. There's a perfect balance between the Old and New Testament. They bring us to 
know the Lord Jesus Christ. Know God better. Okay. Then if we'll turn to the book of Romans next. Romans chapter 10. This is essentially saying the same thing. Romans chapter 10. Look at verse 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel. And you got them on your feet. We're, we're, we're balanced. We have a balanced word of God. And bring glad tidings of good things. Oh, glory to God. So you got a good pair of shoes. God has given us the best pair of shoes you can think of. Oh, glory. You can run, you can jump, you can skip, you can hop, and they're perfect, okay? That means you can, you can have playtime in, you can minister in them. Glory to God, hallelujah. Okay, the gospel. How is it? Let's turn all the way now back uh, into the book of Psalms 119. Psalms 119, that... that uh, Short book. Psalms 119. We're going to look at verse 89. The Gospels. The Good News. Psalms 119, 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. So the word that we have is settled. I mean, you can't go and say, well, I'm going to change this thing. We've got to follow through what God's Word says. It's settled. It's perfect. It's perfect for our salvation. Glory. Hallelujah. Psalms, we're there right already. Psalms 119. Let's now turn to verse 152. Verse 152 says, Concerning thy testimonies, I have known of old that thou hast founded them forever. Uh, from the Amphite of old have known that your testimonies for a long time. Therefore, it is thoroughly established uh, conviction that you have founded them forever. Glory to God. So God's word is, is established. It's, it's not going to change after this, what we, what we consider this world is going to end. Satan's world, control, it's, it's, God's word is not going to change. It's going to last forever. You're saved by grace. You're going to be saved by grace. Let the redeemed say so. You're new, you, new, you are new creatures in Christ Jesus. This is all things that are established and it's for us to operate and walk in. Okay. Uh, turn with me to the book of Matthew. The book of Matthew, and we want to go to the 24th chapter. That's Matthew chapter 24. And Jesus is speaking. Look at verse 35. 
Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. So God's word is not going to pass away. We, we can rely upon his word, rely upon his promises all the time. Let's not just you know, pick and choose, but uh, in the aspect of some people said, well, this, I don't want this to happen, you know, or that type. I can't follow that line of thinking. You know. uh, we can't do that. Uh, this is what God's Word says we are to do, and we need to follow through on it. We're not a special person that is going to change, change the Word just for you, you or I, because we have a, a different thought pattern. His ways are above our ways, so let's uh, get with the program, follow what He says to be true, and we'll be much happier. Thank you for all the amens on that one. Okay, uh, one more on, in this category. First Peter. Let's go to First Peter. In First Peter chapter 1. Looking at the last verse in First Peter chapter 1, verse 25. But the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. So there we go. It's preached unto us. It's the good news. If someone's preaching some bad stuff to you, it's, <laughs> it's not good news. Good news says you, you can make it. That what you put your hand to shall prosper. What you speak can come to pass. As long as you follow through on what God's asking you to do. He says you know, we need to change certain areas in our lives. We need to change it because that's the good news. It'll, it'll bring about the blessings. So we need to follow through on, on what the word says. It's a good walking experience. We walk through the Bible. We don't walk through the yellow pages anymore. We walk through the Bible. <laughs> so we need to be established in the word in other words. Okay, We need to know it. We know, need to know that God is. Our faith must be built around the simple confession that the Lord is, or God is. That He is real. That He exists. And that He indeed is God. Let's go to, to the beginning of your Bible. I'm believing you got past this uh, this book. It's the book of Exodus. And uh, God is talking to Moses. And Moses is saying, who, if I'm going to talk to the children of Israel, who do I say is sending me? Sending me? And in Rome, uh, pardon me, Exodus chapter 3, Verse 14, it says, And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall he say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. So God is I am, the great I am. There is no other the great I am. So God exists, and he is the great I am. He is the creator. You go to chapter 1 of Genesis. In the beginning, God made... so. He's the one. Second thing we need to know, God is love. Not only is he real, but he is intimately concerned about each and every one of us. He, he extends his love 
uh, to each and every one of us. He wants a relationship with each and every one of us. Um, a relationship that most of us, you know, kind of, uh, well, not today, Lord. You know, I'm, I'm busy. I don't. He wants to have a, a standing relationship with us. And let's go to the back of the book, to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. And looking at 8, we know, that's 1 John 4, 8. He that loveth not knoweth not. For God is love. And verse 16 goes on in verse 16. It clears it up a little bit better. And we have known and believed the love that God hath unto us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God and God in him. So God is love. Hallelujah. Of course, we know John 3.16. For God so loved the world, he gave his own begotten son. There's that love. Going back, let's go continue. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us. God's love. There's nothing you can do to remove his love. You know, he loves even those that go to hell. He doesn't want to send them there. But that was, that's their choice. They rejected him. But he loves them. Has a great love for him because he sent his son. Um, Romans chapter 8. Looking at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 39. Well, let's say, let's go to verse 37. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. There you go. Wall to wall love for us. Now, you know that God is just also. Uh, he treats us fairly. Yeah. And better than fairly, when he grants mercy towards us, he bends his own rules because there are certain things that we that need punishment, but he gives us mercy. So when he gives that mercy, that means he bends the rules for us to get by on and places it on Jesus. God is all-knowing. These are things that we need to know. These are things, these are the gospel shoes that we need to uh, strengthen ourselves in. He knows your heart. He knows our pain. And he knows any questions that we have. <laughs> and he answers them. 
glory to God. Let's go to drop back to the book of Psalms, chapter 69. That's Psalms chapter 69 this time. Psalms chapter 69, look at verse 5. Oh God, thou knowest my foolishness and my sins are not hidden from thee. So he knows all things. He knows when we mess up. Psalms 139. Psalms 139. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Well, let's go to verse 1. Psalms 139, verse 1. O Lord, thou hast searched me and knoweth me. Thou knowest my downsitting and my uprising and understands my thoughts far off. Wow. He knows what, what we're thinking. He knows what we're doing. Uh, let's go also now to the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah chapter 23, looking at verse 24. Can I hide myself in secret place in a secret place that I shall not see him, saith the Lord? Do not I fill the heaven and earth, saith the Lord? So we can't. He knows where we are, he knows all things. So we can't, you know, hide anything that uh, we may hide things from our mates, we may hide things from our Employers may hide things from your, your sisters and brothers, but he knows it all. Wow. God is all-powerful. Nothing, No one is greater than him. Let's go to John chapter 16. Turn with me to John chapter 16. In John chapter 16, look, looking at verse 33, These things have I spoken unto you, that in me you might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So, God is greater. He's overcome all things. Amen. In Revelation chapter 17, the book of Revelation chapter 17. Looking at verse 14. These shall, take, these shall make war with the, with the Lamb, and the Lamb shall overcome them, for He is Lord of lords, King of kings, and they that are with Him are called and chosen and faithful. So glory to God. Hallelujah. He's more than conquering. He's, and we're with Him. He, that makes us more than conquerors also. Glory to God. Then... These are, this is a list of, uh, that we, we should also know because this is part of our, our uh, you could say, shoe leather that keeps, keeps us intact, okay? Romans chapter 12, oh, pardon me, Romans chapter 3, book of Romans chapter 3. Looking at verse 24, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. 
This is who we are in him, being justified freely by grace through redemption. Romans chapter 8. We're closing in. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and death. We're free. There's no condemnation. You know, a lot of people need to, a lot of, well, not, a lot of Christians need to know that one. We get into condemnation. Uh, we ask the Lord for forgiveness and then we're feeling good, but then uh, a little later the enemy will come up and say, you did so and so. And it makes you feel bad. You know, because... Uh, all of a sudden that thought pops up and say, oh man, I, I messed up, I really messed up. And you, and you go to God and say, God, I, I, I want to apologize for this again. He says, I don't remember that. See, once you, once 1 John 1, 9 has taken place, he can't bring it up. He doesn't remember it. The only one that wants to remember it is the enemy to try to pull you down. And a lot of us get into molly grubbies because of it. None of you have ever been in a position to take it. Okay, I'm going to have to talk to you and get some counsel from you because sometimes I get some thoughts about it and I, and, uh, I really feel bad about what I did. And I, I said, Lord, you know, forgive me. I, it just come up and he says, I don't know anything about it. And I, I'm still feeling bad, and, and, and I, don't, I don't kick it out of my mind right away and say, Del, it's you, the stinking devil, get out of my way. You know, it's the devil that's making me feel that way. So when, when you're challenged with something that you did in the past that you've already cleared up, you know, know, know it's the devil that's trying to pull you down into the mud again. Because a lot of people... Uh, Fall into the mud, unfortunately. Okay. Um, Romans chapter 12. In Romans chapter 12, looking at verse 5, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. We're in the body of Christ. We're joint heirs with, uh, with the Lord, and we're joint heirs with our brothers and sisters. You know, um, it's hard. You know, a lot of us were hoping, you know, we're looking at our physical self in the mirror. Man, I wish I had, you know, no wrinkles or this and that, you know. And that's how we feel about some people. Why are you that way? I mean, Look how bad you are. <laughs> hey, it's, it's the body of Christ. They don't have any condemnation either. We need, you can't look at them in a condescending way. We need to say, okay, you know, we need to lift them up. You know, they feel, some of us feel, I'll put us this, some of us feel that we're down and we need lifting up. If you see somebody down, you need to lift them up. You know, hey. You're looking good today. You know, let's go out for a cup of coffee, or you know, uh, you know they got. Uh, I don't know. 
We don't have Marie calendars around here. You know, you can say, if you know, if you know the name of the restaurant, let's go to so-and-so and get a cup of coffee and, and a piece of pie, you know. Or let me take you out for, go down to, do we have Cold Stone left in town? You know, you know ice cream, you know, take a lot. Find out what they like. Give them some life. Maybe they're, they're needing that pick-me-upper, and you're the one that can pick them up. Boy, oh boy. Can't be selfish. Well, too, much, too many of us are, are falling into that area. Okay, First, now let's go to 1 Corinthians now. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Looking at verse... 30, but ye, but of him ye are in Christ Jesus, who of God is made unto us wisdom and righteousness, sanctification and redemption. Glory to God. That's who we are. And we, we often have read the Bible and there's, there's areas in there where it says, hey, claim this promise. Work on it. You know, the the song that we sing, the Jabez song. Increase me. Increase my knowledge. Enlarge my tent. Sometimes we just feel like we can't do it. Well, that was Jabez's uh, prayer there, and he got everything he asked for. And is Jabez any better than you? And he was working on, on, in the Old Covenant. We're working in the New Covenant. We need to get, get on the stick. Amen. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. We're still in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this time. Looking at verse 22. That's 1 Corinthians 15, 22. As for Adam, all died. Even so, in Christ, all shall be made alive. We're alive in Christ Jesus. We're alive. We have to make some noise. Anybody ever gone down? I know we've all been in a, nurse, a nursery one time or another, but in the uh, hospital where, where the babies are born, what what kind of noise do you hear in there? Wah! <laughs> They're alive. They're making noise. We're in Christ Jesus. What better life there is? We need to make some noise for the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Well, I'm glad you're with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, looking at verse 21. Now he which established us with you in Christ has anointed us. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. You're anointed. Have you called upon that anointing lately?
I'm anointed to take this test. I'm anointed to do this job. I've been anointed and appointed by God. What I put my hand to shall prosper. What I speak will come to pass. And I hope it's all positive that you're speaking. I barely made it this time. No, it's not that what he wants. He said you'd be the head and not the tail. You'd be above and not beneath. We've got to know what, what, who we are so we can change situations in our lives. Because it's the gospel that's going to set us free. The gospel of peace that we put our stand on firmly. Glory to God. Second Corinthians, since we're there, Second Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Now, verse 14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us in every place. Wow. We're triumphant in every area in our lives. Some of us need to take that and say, this is my scripture for the week. I'm triumphing Christ this week. And after you do that week, you do the next week. Keep it rolling. Verse 17, a couple down, three down. For we are not as many which are corrupt. Pardon me. But, God, but as God in the sight of acquaintance, it's not the one I wanted. That's why. 2 Corinthians 5.17. There it is. That's. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Old things are passed away. Behold, old things become new. Old things are passed away. What are you bringing into your future? Okay. Galatians chapter 3. We're about done. Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, looking at verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. We're all children of God. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 2. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6, it reads, And hath raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. God sees us sitting together with the Lord Jesus. Our spiritual feet will never hurt or be uncomfortable when we have put on the gospel shoes. By standing on the foundation of, of God's word, we are able to be more than conquerors and do great and mighty exploits for the Lord and his glory. So keep your shoe, shoes on. You can run over a wall and I can run through a troop and run over a wall or run through a troop and jump over a wall. You could do it. All right, amen.
told you get a little bit quicker today. Let's all stand. Make sure you got your shoes on. These, these clothes you don't want to take off. Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks that your word is working, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that your Holy Spirit will remind us of, of who we are and what the gospel of peace is really all about, Father God, the good news, Father God, that we stand upon, that we're firm upon, Father God. It's not uh, uh, sifting sand, but, Father God, it is the rock of our salvation. So, Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks. Give us each a good night's rest for tomorrow's endeavors. We curse these symptoms, Father God, that have plagued many of us, Father God. And I thank you, Lord, that we walk in health. In Jesus' name, amen.